Here we go. Good morning. Okay, what a day yesterday. The Dow drops 540 points. The Nasdaq is now down 10%. And uh, so we need to talk about correction territory. Goldman Sachs yesterday misses earnings and it's dragging the markets down. Huge day for Microsoft yesterday, the largest acquisition to date. So we got to see how this is going, what impact it has on the markets. And then we have more earnings this morning on deck. Uh, from Bank of America, Procter & Gamble, uh, I believe Morgan Stanley also. Anyhow, a lot going on. So today is Wednesday, January 19th. And if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. And that good-looking guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hart. And together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And, and every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports. And we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If you're new to this channel, I know it can be overwhelming, so don't worry, we have a special video just for you that I will link to in the description. And that's a great place to get started. So let's take a look at what the markets did yesterday. Let's start with the S&P 500 here, Mark. S&P 500, similar to the other indices, just getting hammered yesterday. So the S&P lost 1.8%. And uh, really just in a free fall, opening lower and sliding for most of the day, finishing the session near uh, session lows. Yeah, crazy. But, but then we also have to look at the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq really got hammered. I mean, down 2.6% yesterday. Yeah, big, big drop for the Nasdaq. Uh, it was the lowest close in, in three months. And you mentioned the that word, correction. Marcus. Yeah, and are... this is where we need to see. You see, if we go from the intraday high to the uh, intraday low that was done here, we are at 10.6%. Uh, and as soon as uh, uh, somebody, uh, I mean, a stock and index drops uh, at least 10% from the most recent highs, then this is defined as a correction mode. I, I believe that uh, if we look at the closing prices, though, if you look at the closing price here to the closing price there, we are just shy of the 10%. We're at 9.6%. So it really depends on how you look at it. But long story short, I said, worst close in three months. So, I mean, Nasdaq's getting hammered. Yeah, and I, I think you also mentioned that 200-day moving average. So it seemed like yesterday was just a, a combination of different market forces. You had a, a technical breakdown with the NASDAQ clearly trading below its 200-day moving average. Uh, that's usually seen as uh, a, a level that funds will, will look at for strength and, and being above the 200-day moving average is important. Um, you also have earnings coming in and earnings... Uh, kind of hit and miss. And and this is where we, we just can't compete with 2021, where we just had kick-ass earnings, for lack of better words. Um, but yeah, now we're, we're, we had this hype where we were hoping that earnings would come in and save the day. And, and so far, it's just kind of been uh, lackluster, would you say? Yeah, and let, let's talk about it. So we, we always talked about it. there's three things that traders are focused on right now. Of course, there's the Omicron variant. And right now, this has gone in the background. Number two is the interest rate, rate uh, interest rates hikes of the Fed. 
And then we have earnings report. And yeah, last week we had 26 companies reporting earnings. This week we have 35 companies reporting earnings. And I mean, as you said, thus far, the earnings that we have seen thus far from the banks have been kind of hit and miss. I mean, last week we had JP Morgan reporting earnings. Huge slide here for JP Morgan. I mean, uh, we could just measure this, but for, for JP Morgan, JPM, that, that's a big move here. I mean, this is an 11% sure. move. That, that's huge for them. Yeah, and yesterday, Goldman Sachs continuing with some of the, the disappointment. So Goldman Sachs down almost 7% yesterday. Um, this definitely having an impact on, on trading and the markets uh, where they missed and had its worst day in 18 months. Yeah, and then we have the 10-year yield. I mean, we have the 10-year yield moving higher, marching higher. And if you look right now at a weekly chart, we are here at the highest level that we had since, uh, what, January uh, 2020, so pre-pandemic levels. It, and it looks like it's staying up there too, Marcus. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what today brings. But yesterday, I thought it was a nice day to go shopping. I, I saw an opportunity with that down day. Um, but we'll see if uh, there's a little more or downside or not with that correction territory now being the, the the theme of the week for the Nasdaq. Yeah, we will talk about this in a moment where we say for the uh, uh, for the beginning of the market. But looking at the uh, at the FOMC FedWatch tool, I mean everybody is now expecting. Okay, the Fed is going to uh, raise interest rates here in March. Uh, so as you can see uh, that they are raising uh, 25 to 50 basis points here, 91.6%, and then some even think that is higher. And I think this is the narrative that has shifted here a little bit, because initially we were talking about possibly three rate hikes this year. Then it was the talk about three to four. And since yesterday, since yesterday, if you're looking here at the Fed funds and what the the futures markets are pricing in now they're pricing in four to five rate hikes per year so super aggressive uh, from the fed and this is one of the main reasons in addition to the weak earnings of why we are seeing here uh the, the nasdaq just sliding yesterday and, and that's a big deal going from uh at first maybe two hikes then and then it seemed like three was the standard but going to four or five, that's that's big news. Now, whether yeah. or not that happens is another story. Right, right, right. but since yesterday, yeah, uh, it's on the table. And, and we have the Fed meeting coming up next week. So, I mean, nothing is expected for next week. So uh, market participants are expecting a 94%, 95% uh, chance that nothing will happen next week. But uh, I mean, we'll probably hear a little bit more in the press conference about the wording and how concerned they are about inflation and how aggressively they want to raise interest rates and also unwind their balance sheet. Absolutely. All right. Got to talk about Microsoft. Huge day for Microsoft yesterday. There's that that Activision deal and a big, big announcement. So Microsoft down a little bit. Now, I mean, this is typical. When a, a company is acquiring another company, they're spending cash to do so or, you know, using shares to, to do so as well. Um, so it, it's not unusual for the buying company to, to see a little bit of a dip. Uh, Activision was a, a huge, huge uh, winner. And... Um, 
it looks like it's going to be an all cash transaction valued at 68.7 billion dollars so activision up 25.9 percent yesterday and so it's biggest- super interesting because microsoft agreed to buy activision for 96 dollars per share but if you take a look at this right now it's trading at 82 dollars. so if microsoft says we're buying you at 96 dollars why wouldn't it be trading at 96 dollars mark <laughs> That's a good point. That that is interesting. I didn't see that part of the the deal, but uh, normally you hit that level and then the stock just flatlines. But instead, you even looking at yesterday's reaction, a big open and then a pullback. Yeah, here's what it tells me. It tells me that market participants think that maybe the deal is not going through. That there might be maybe regulators who say no, it's not because this would make Microsoft the the third biggest gaming company in the world, and can be that there's some some antitrust. So they they announce that they want to do it, but it's not a done deal yet. And this is what we see here when because when they say we're buying them for ninety six dollars per share and still trading at eighty two. Well, there's some uncertainty. And if the deal falls through, I'm pretty sure that Activision would probably fall back right into the $65 range here. Uh, if you look at a weekly chart of Activision, I, I mean, Microsoft couldn't have picked a better time because uh, from, uh, yeah, uh, a year ago, I mean, Activision has been down here significantly. Let's take a look at this and measure it really quickly. So we're looking at a, at a 45% uh, drop. So well-timed, Microsoft. Yeah. and. You know, the, the thing that most people might not realize is that the gaming industry is actually four times plus larger than the entertainment industry. So we're talking about these big box office movies with big names and actors and and uh, the gaming industry is just huge. So bigger than the music industry, bigger than the uh, entertainment industry. And uh, this is a big deal. Um, yeah. In fact, Sony took a little hit because of the news. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. So yesterday down 7% in pre-market trading, down another almost 3%. So yeah, this is not good news for Sony here. Yeah, and part of this has to do with what Microsoft might be up to, um, because you you have the news, but you also have games that right now are offered on both the Microsoft and the Sony platform. So you have you know PlayStation and Xbox, and some of the bigger games from Activision are available on both. But Microsoft could potentially limit that, make it exclusive to Microsoft with the deal. Microsoft also has an Xbox Game Pass subscription that could just see huge revenues from this deal. And so some Sony investors are a little bit worried. Yeah. All right, let's shift gears. Uh, let's see what happening. what's happening today and this morning. Morgan Stanley reported earnings. Huge, up 5% here this morning. That's a, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, they uh, reported better than expected earnings. And also uh, they saw a 13% jump in equities trading revenue, which is helping them out. Good. So that's good news because after JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs said, eh, we're not doing that well, Morgan Stanley said, okay, we're doing just fine. Bank of America, BAC, also reported earnings this morning. Yeah, they reported a record quarterly asset management profit, also uh, helped out by investment banking fees. And they they released some uh, reserves as well. We've talked about that with the banks. Uh, they, res- they released 80... 80- $851 million in reserves that helped their quarterly profit. Yeah, so up this morning in pre-market trading, 4%. Uh, Procter & Gamble, another big one this morning, reporting earnings. Or do they do they report earnings after the close? 
No, they already did. No. Yeah, they already. Yeah, did. I believe. Yeah, they because they reported uh, better than expected earnings, revenue also better than expected, um, and they said that the price hikes actually helped the higher commodity and freight costs. So again, those are you know some inflation concerns with earnings that traders are going to be focusing on. Can uh, you know prices offset the extra costs or other costs of burden? Um, they boosted their full year sales forecast because of that as well. That's good. That's good. Okay, in a moment we'll take a look at the pre-market action here in the futures markets, but we gotta talk about SoFi, San Francisco-based, around the corner from you. And big news for them this morning: they are up seventeen percent. Huge jump. Yeah. So they've had to deal with some regulatory regulatory concerns because it technically isn't a bank, but they cleared a final regulatory hurdle to become one and uh, traders are, are liking that news this morning. Yeah, so this is <laughs> big news for them. Okay, so let's see after yesterday's slide, will it continue this morning? Let's bring up here the E-mini S&P futures. And I mean, at first in overnight trading, it looked ugly, this slide was continuing. But then around uh, 3 a.m. Eastern time, this is when suddenly we saw a turnaround and uh, I mean, cost by, let's buy the dip again. <laughs> could be, could be, uh, but definitely a, an interest and a shift there in uh, the European session. Looks like that's carrying over into the open and will uh, start slightly higher. Yeah, so EMA S&P up 0.37%. Uh, E-mini Nasdaq up 0.5%, very similar picture. I mean, last night uh, before I went to bed, when I looked at it ar around 10 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock, this is when I thought, oh my God, we'll have another bloodbath today. But uh, it seems that we are rebounding and even the Dow. So it uh, seems that uh, the news from Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, and also, yeah, the European session, as you, as you mentioned, is pushing the indices higher here, pointing to a higher opening this morning. That works for me. That works for me. Yesterday was a shopping day. I'd love to see a little follow through this week and uh, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, because yesterday, I mean, as I said, it was great. We, we saw just a bunch of puts. Uh, a down day like this uh, was just fantastic. So we sold a bunch of puts and uh, this morning, it seems that they should be all in the green. So this <laughs> this will be a fascinating day. And if you would like to know how exactly we trade uh, these crazy markets, take a look at these videos right over there. Subscribe to the channel and then we'll see you in the next video. Happy trading everybody.